Before we start, you should know that we were abducted by wizards and transported to Diagon Alley for this recording. This explanation is totally what happened to the sound quality, and it is not because we accidentally recorded through a laptop microphone. Luckily, we were returned to Seattle in time to post the content, which we actually really like despite the quality. And now, enjoy Gayish. When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's Gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's Gayish. Oh, Gayish, you're probably Gayish. Life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish, the podcast that's like two bottoms fighting over a top. No matter who wins, they're both getting screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the first one? No one. It doesn't exist. All right. I'm Mike Johnson. And I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... By, by starting off saying verse people aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> this today, is real life. It's fine. We're going to expecto Harry potter <laughs> It's a really good poll to come up with a fake... Uh, oh, yeah. We're talking about Harry Potter. We're going to talk about Harry Potter. Um, think... What? what? Yeah. Because you're, you're going to say the thing. Oh, yeah. You are also going to talk about how Mary Tyler Moore was an un, un, uh, a beloved actress. Yes, but without Dick Van Dyke, we would never have had her. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were both going to say the same thing. Um, thank you to Patreon supporters, Stephen and Javier, for uh, this episode idea. Yeah. Um, at a one of our levels, you get to decide an episode topic for us to cover. Um, and we wanted to do Harry Potter. So I'm excited to talk about that. But first, but first, more news things. How about you, some news things? Sure, any news things. Yeah, you can do news things if you want. Okay, you don't have anything. Oh, um, Mary Tyler Moore Patreon. Nope, I'm good. Okay, great. Um, so. I've been watching the Mary Tyler Moore show. That's why I brought that up. Oh. And she always talks like this. <laughs> oh no! What are we gonna do? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, first off, okay. Straight Pride was today in Boston. Oh, happy September Straight Pride, Mike! Yeah, so happy Straight Pride, Kyle. <laughs> what is interesting to me about this whole thing is that there were apparently a couple of hundred Straight Pride marchers, but over two thousand counter protesters, <laughs> pro LGBT counter protesters that showed up. They were dramatically outnumbered. They were quote dwarfed. By pro-LGBT plus crowds. Um, the parade was organized by Super Happy Fun America, which I think is just a great name. It's too bad that it's fuckfaces that found it because it's an awesome name. Yeah. The mile-long procession was flanked by hundreds of counter-protesters shouting, Shame on you! Boston hates you, and alt-right, get off our streets, no justice, no peace. Wow, that's a long one. I yeah. would rem- I'd have to write that down on my hand or something. Yeah, I mean, I, the, was the crowd that gay if they <laughs> could like get it together to do that long of a coordinated, of a coordinated chant? Um, what did the, per- the floats probably looked real bad, right? You take the gays out of floats, and I don't know what's left over. Well, the one that I'm looking at a picture of here is a 2020 Trump build the wall float. And it was, of course... Oh, that is straight. Looks like red, white, and blue just vomited all over a tractor trailer. (laughs) Um, 
But I guess that's in line with what I would expect. So Yeah, many of the conservative-aligned marchers wore Make America Great Again hats and accompanied floats declaring their support for Donald Trump with signs such as Build the Wall, Trump Nation, and Blue Lives Matter. Uh, Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA blasted from speakers on a float covered with American flags. Uh, according to local news, some puzzled tourists thought the event was actually a Trump rally. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, wait, are we at a Trump rally, a straight pride event, or a Nazi gathering? I can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's all in one. I mean, the, the line's pretty blurry there. Yeah. Happy Pride. Happy, happy Street Pride. <laughs> um, next, a new study that came out last week has determined that there is not a gay gene, but that genetics definitely are part of a person being gay. Hmm. So it was the largest study of its kind and found that genes contribute to same-sex sexual behavior, but there are no specific genes that make people gay. The genome-wide research on DNA from nearly half a million U.S. and U.K. adults identified five genetic variants not previously linked with gay or lesbian sexuality. The variants were more common in people who reported ever having had a same-sex sexual partner, and that includes people whose partners were exclusively of the same sex and those who mostly reported heterosexual behavior with only only occasional homosexuality. Hmm. Um, so let's see. Quote, we found it's effectively impossible to predict an individual's sexual behavior from their genome. Genetics is less than half of the story for sexual behavior, but it's a very important contributing factor. Some of the genetic variants found were present in both men and women. Two in men were located near genes involved in male pattern baldness and sense of smell, raising some questions about how regulation of sex hormones and smell may influence same-sex behavior. Hmm. Like when you first catch that with a dick, that's when you're gay? Yep. That makes you gay? Yep. And it's your genes that made it happen. Yeah. G. 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 I, I assumed it wasn't Gene Hackman. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's no gay gene, but your genes can make you gay or at I, least contribute. It's weird because, like, if if that's half or less than half or whatever, is the other half, like, environmental? Like, are you, like, is that to say that the other part is then, like, I could have ended up straight if, like, I was raised in a different way? So this article doesn't specifically touch on this, but I do know that there is an in, ur in utero effect. So it's environmental, put quotes around the word environmental, mm. but it's not like you learned to be gay, but your mother's womb has hormones that affect the development of the fetus and there are hormonal ways that interact with your genes that can increase the chance that you're gay unfortunately one of them is if your mom is stressed out hmm. while pregnant especially that early, makes you gay especially early in the pregnancy that that can make you gay um is that why i'm always stressed <laughs> <laughs> yes and then there's also the effect of um the more sons that a woman has the more likely they are to be gay and the thinking there is that the woman's body gets better at fighting the y chromosome as an in, as a foreign invader and feminizes the fetus in a way that makes their brain chemistry gay hmm. but, but i mean the short answer to your question is, yeah. I mean, if 40% if or 50% of it comes from your genes, the other half is environment. And but I never considered, like, environmental to be... I'm more talking about, like, how you're raised and, and that, like, not, like, what's happening in your mommy's belly. Right. During pregnant time. Right. But this only looked at genes, right? right. So it doesn't Got take it. into account the in utero Got part. it. Okay. 
That makes me feel a little better. Okay. Good. I'm here to make you feel better, Kyle. Yeah, you have to like break me with new knowledge, and then I'll find a way to logic myself out of it to feel better. Uh, Troy Sivan. You know who Troy Sivan is? Not really. Is he a singer? Yeah. I feel like people talk about him, and it, it's like that thing where... I just haven't figured out who he is. Like I know, like it's like season three of Game of Thrones. I'm like I'm too far past that. I'll just catch me up on the next person we're all into. So he's a queer pop icon. At least that's the the dumb PR thing to say about him. I did download all of his songs, but I don't listen to them. I was like trying to. Did you just support? Like, do you just like support him? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It, it just it doesn't speak to me, but hmm. whatever. Hmm. Um, anyway, he was giving an interview with a New Zealand-based uh, magazine. It's Express Magazine that's printed in Auckland. And they do a rapid-fire question-answer round with him. And it's things like, what are you watching on Netflix at the <coughs> moment? Are you a Will & Grace fan? Do you watch Australian TV? So then quick-fire questions were, do you like Trump, Apple or Samsung, Justin Bieber, hot or not? Ariana or Taylor? Cats or dogs? Are you a top or a bottom? That last one, he refused to answer. Yeah. He he said he said no. I'm definitely passing on that. Mm-hmm. And then the magazine dropped, and he started really chirping away at Twitter at the whole thing. The idea is: is there a double standard? Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't ask other people you wouldn't ask what kind a, of sex they have. Yeah, you wouldn't ask a straight, a straight dude, like, in what do way you do like you in the butt? fuck your wife? Or, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, and some people think that he's much ado about nothing, you know, freaking out. But, but for the most part, people seem to be on board that, yeah, that's an inappropriate question to ask somebody. Yeah, I think people, like, their fascination with things then leads them to forget what they're talking about. And and I think it's that way, like, when people want to know about trans people, like, what all parts they got going on, it's like, don't ask people about genitals. Like, you just kind of forget because yeah. you're, like, interested or you need... You want to find all this information or something, and, and top and bottom has definitely become like a people are so socially aware of this now. Like straight people, uh, like I remember even ten years ago when I was talking to coworkers, I had to explain what that meant. Yeah, and now like people just kind of know it, and so it's like it's almost like it's fun to joke about for them. But then you're like, oh, you're asking like, how do you like get fucked? He said, quote, there's no shame in anal sex or any kind of sex. I just don't want to talk about it over the phone to a complete stranger. It's hmm. opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what grinder is. <laughs> Sometimes I prank call people just so I could talk about my dick. <laughs> Are you the one? <laughs> Stop doing that. Uh, last but not least, um, Ryan Russell. Do you know who Ryan Russell is? No. Ryan Russell has played in the NFL for three seasons. Oh, is this the buy one? But he will be the first man to play in a regular season game while being an out bisexual man. Isn't he um, also sexy? I mean, I, I, w- I would let a lot of football players do things to me if they wanted to. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I, not, not, not that it should be about that. No, but I think, I, you know, on our show especially, it's perfectly acceptable to ask, would you let him crush your face with his thighs? And <laughs> in this case, the answer is, yeah, absolutely. Is he a top or a bottom? Um, yeah, well, he's, he's, he's bisexual. 
that's, that's not an answer. <laughs> it's not. It'd be an like, are you top or bottom? Red. It's yeah. like, well, that doesn't. Okay. Um, Russell told ESPN that he hid his sexual identity during the first three years of his career. He said he had a fear that it could be the end of his career if he was honest about being bi. Quote: I rationalized my fear because it was easy to convince myself that hiding who I was made the most sense. The competition is so stiff <laughs> to stay in the league that any small mark can lead a front office to choose another guy for your job. Um, so I, just good for you. Thank you. Finally, yeah. in all of the major sports leagues, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, there are no gay people. And now there's one by dude in the NFL and that's a start. Yeah. Everyone comes out like after they retire or whatever, but yeah. And it's just something we need. Like getting started is the hardest part. Like just getting it going is going to take a while, but it's going to happen. And then, it's going to become, you know, more commonplace. Yep. But not yet. Do you think when the National Anthem plays, he'll take both knees? <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's the news. I, <laughs> I liked that one. Um, okay, do you want to talk about Harry Potter? Let's talk about Harry Potter. Okay, so first, right off the bat, I'm too old for Harry Potter. Like, I, I missed the boat. I mean, you're never too old for anything. I just mean, no. like, I was not a kid when those books were coming out. And, mm. and But I just thought Harry Potter transcended age because just it was like parents and kids alike could read it. Yeah, I was neither a parent nor a kid. I, that's Well, I wasn't. I mean, I guess I started reading in, like, high school. So I guess I was still kind of a kid. I read them all for Trevor. Oh. So I just made it sad. Yeah. Wait, why did you have to, or why did you read it for him? Because there were a few things that he was absolutely obsessed with, the fandom of it, and um, Buffy is one, and, but Harry Potter is a big one for him. And I just, I, I think it's such a big part of his life that I wanted to be part of it, so I read them. Oh. It's not like he asked me to or made me or anything. Mm. I just, I was like, oh. I was commuting to Microsoft every day at that point in, in life, so I had this uh, bus ride. I always took the bus. So I had a lot of time to kill, so I just read those books. Podcasts weren't a thing yet. Podcasts weren't a thing yet. Um, the internet was barely a thing. <laughs> that's really sweet of you. Thanks. That's adorable. Thanks. It didn't work, though. But, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you about Dumbledore. Okay, great. You look like you're Dumbledore. listening to me. I'm listening to you. You're scrolling through things. Same what year Harry Potter came out. It was 97. Oh. How old were you? So I was 19. 11. Okay, got it. I did it. Um, math. Math. <laughs> Addition. Subtraction. Or whatever. Okay, Dumbledore. Dumbledore's gay. Yes, he is. That was a fun segment. His Your name, turn. His name is Albus. Albus. Albatus. Al, 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 Al <laughs> um... In 2007, 2007, J.K. Rowling was speaking to an audience at Carnegie Hall, because I guess she, like, does a book tour, did a book tour or whatever? Yeah, like people just, I mean, yeah, I'd be milking that gravy train as much as I could. Um, Gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Uh, she did a reading of parts of Harry Potter and a fan asked if Albus Dumbledore would find love someday and she said Dumbledore is gay. 
<laughs> which that's not really an answer again that's like are you top or bottom he's bisexual like that doesn't actually answer it but um interesting reveal then uh and that's then like people had suspected it for a while but that was when she confirmed it um what people had expected it it's, it's interesting the relationship that people well, have with uh, fictional characters it. Not expected. Suspected. Suspected. Yeah. Okay. Does that change your... No. Same thing. It's like, it's like Star Trek fans will argue endlessly about like what should have happened mm. or what the technology was behind this other thing that happened. And like, it's all fucking fake. It is not <laughs> real. I would have agreed with you, but then um, in one... Also, my... I'm a Star Trek dork and I left every minute of oh. <laughs> talking about it. Go, go ahead. Um, I was in a writing group where someone like read a piece of mine and then was like oh like what do you think this guy's doing now and like that shouldn't that shouldn't be a question because this the story is over and he's not real and so he's doing nothing now because he's not real but i like spent the whole bus ride talking to this friend of like well i think he went to college and like and i had like all these ideas and that was like really fun to like think about what you know you have to like kind of know your character to some level to be able to think about what would happen later in his life and sure yeah um so i can kind of see where the fun in that is yeah but people getting fights about that yeah that's that's like (laughs) that's silly um so apparently he had been in love with his rival gellert grindelwald Mm -hmm. who he defeated in battle a long time ago hmm it seems like a metaphor for going back in the closet. If, <laughs> oh, I was going to say that sounds like like an epic sex. Like are you, I won when we went to battle. Um, for those who don't know, that would be Jude Law and uh, Johnny Depp, respectively. Yes. Uh, yeah, they were. I want to imagine some hot yeah, the, or Grindelwald on, in their on weird, action. their weird prequels or something. That was yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the musical Fantastical Beasts or whatever, and where to find them. <laughs> don't correct me, Dan. That was exactly the title. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they like. So that's where. Okay, it felt very much to me when I watched. I forget which Star Wars it is now. There are too many, but there's one that like explained why there was that one weird defect in the uh, Death Star. Oh yeah, it felt like the entire movie was like everyone made fun of me for why does it have that one defect? So I'm gonna write an entire movie to explain it to you all, like just kind of being like, yeah, sure. That's what that. So this felt like it feels like that. It's like he's gay. Well, he doesn't actually do anything gay. So she like did this whole thing to make him super gay. I mean, she didn't actually make him super gay, but um, like to make him gay to like explain like, no, 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 see, he's in a relationship. So it's just like, I don't know. It feels weird to me. Um, She said, isn't uh, she kind of a turf? See my next segment. Okay, great. Go ahead. We'll talk more about that. Is she? I don't know. Stay tuned. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay. When she was talking about Dumbledore, she said, quote, the issue is love. It's not about sex. So that's what I knew about Dumbledore. And it's relevant only in so much as he fell in love and was made an utter fool by love. He lost his moral compass completely when he fell in love. And I think subsequently became very mistrusting of his own judgment in those matters. So became quite asexual. He led a celibate and a bookish life. Uh, what? It's fine. <laughs> no, you seem to have opinions. Or the idea that love could pollute your moral compass is really interesting to me, mm. and I I don't think that's how it works. I just I don't know. I think it can. 
Really? That's why, like, and that's what, well, I mean, that's what happened to him where, like, they're, like, the one he fell in love with, Gumble Glinder, or whatever, was, um, <laughs> was a bad wizard, but, like, loved, like, put on, on blinders for Dumbledore, and, like, that's, like, even though it's bad, I think we all do that, like, it can, can put blinders up and, and make us not stick to what would be our values yeah but it seems a little overstated right like like the, the for whatever reason i interpret it that is like i fell in love and now i sell coke to kids like <laughs> like i don't think that happens well i mean his reaction was less of like anything bad he just she said that he just stopped just became asexual because of that like stopped doing anything uh they're both pretend yeah. Just to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> we're like stupid people fighting over them. Now we're fighting over them. Yeah. Um, and it, this was interesting. So I, I really don't like this that she like. Is it pandering? Is it is it gay baiting? Gay baiting? I don't know. Like, it just doesn't matter to me what you say after the fact and retroactively make them gay or whatever. Like, I, queer representation actually needs the person to be or do or say something gay like it's not something like oh later we're gonna now apply this gay lens and like great i did it like that's not representation so mm -hmm. i don't it didn't matter it doesn't matter to me what she says like, like Oz ozymandias and the watchman yeah yeah okay go ahead keep going yeah but like i i think you actually need care and even uh, that was a critique of fantastic beasts um, musical fantastical beasts and those and who serve them or whatever you said <laughs> um, of like they didn't ever they didn't kiss they didn't show any kind of right. like didn't depict it at all even though at the, this point it was confirmed like this yes they are like how much of that is though because this country still deeply hates gay people mm. and if you want to sell a movie to kids you have to completely remove any yeah any alternate sexual out, outcome at all. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Also, it didn't seem like she, even in general, she doesn't seem like she's that committed to showing sure. visually, like, you know, either in the books or in the movies or anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a really weird thing to me that she even, like, said this or, or made this decision after, and feels very much after the fact. Mm -hmm. um, so in closing, in summary, in summary, uh, the Esquire article I got this a lot of this info from by Tyler Coates uh, said, "quote So Dumbledore in, Row in Rowling's eyes was an asexual homosexual who had an, had an intensely sexless relationship with a bad wizard who was more horny for evil than he was for Dumbledore." <laughs> <laughs> And he said something like, never have I ever felt more relation to my own dating life. Yeah, no, that's for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah, Dumbledore's gay. Okay. Um, my only Harry Potter joke that I know. Okay. Uh, how did Harry Potter get down the hill? By running. JK, Rowling. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's the worst. I know, it's so good. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, you tell me stuff. Sure. Uh, a study done back in... What? What? I'm doing a study. Fucking deal with it. You're not... Dan, you let this happen? <laughs> what? Okay, keep going. That's fine. Um... 
Do you want me to not do it? Or no, you gonna, no, you, no, you, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> a study that came out in 2014 in the Journal of Applied Social Psychology called The Greatest Magic of Harry Potter Reducing Prejudice found that reading Harry Potter books improves the attitudes of young people towards stigmatized groups like gay people. Huh. Um, so... Why? Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Your study didn't answer that? No. No. Hmm. no. Well, I wasn't going to pay to read the study, so I only read the abstract. Oh, yeah. You got to, like, look real hard to not to find the, like, actual... Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yep. Um... But they, they tested whether extended contact through reading the popular best-selling books of Harry Potter would improve attitudes towards stigmatized groups. They specifically studied immigrants, homosexuals, and refugees. Um, it results from one experimental intervention with elementary school children and from two cross-sectional studies with high school and university students in Italy and the UK supported our main hypothesis. Hmm. Um, and what, probably you like British people better too? I guess. I think I mean that makes sense. Like with um, Hermione being uh, half half Muggle and half Wizard, that's like a you know analog to biracial, and you know the way Harry's treated for being different. I guess I can see some of those like outsider kind of stories. So J.K. J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling <laughs> is a rolling a Rowling. What would she say anyway? What would J.K. say? J.K. Ms. Ms. Juk. Uh, <laughs> once claimed that she never set out to teach anyone anything with those books, but also later called them a prolonged argument for tolerance, a prolonged plea for an end to bigotry. And I think that shows through yeah. in those books. And that's one, the Hermione half muggle thing is an example of, yeah. of, of that. The, the thing with the study that I, I want to know is correlation versus causation. Like, did they, is, is, does reading those books make you okay with queer people or, is it that people who are okay with queer people are more likely to read those books? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, religious people are like, it's the devil. Like, do you of... remember all of the libraries that wanted to ban Harry Potter books? Because no. it was witchcraft? And, no, I, I just knew, like, people were like, this isn't the Bible, it's devil speak or whatever. And, and Yeah. But in the libraries wanted I mean, there, to kick there, it out. There are lots of not Bible books out there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Christians that. <laughs> I haven't figured it out. But, yeah, I, I mean... I mean, I think a lot of sci-fi fans tend to be more liberal because mm. they're, I don't know, capable of assimilating the idea that there are other kinds of people in the universe. Like, if I mean, you're down with aliens, then you're probably down with gay people. <laughs> um, yeah, you can read. That's more likely to make you more liberal. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you can kind of think of Harry Potter as like, be he was so mistreated that he invented this whole entire world so that he could feel like he fit in somewhere like mm. you know that to me like the, the conspiracy theory is that uh harry potter is just like abused and stays in the closet and he just has like those fantasies to escape wow that's heavy <laughs> it's really heavy yeah it's like that one episode of buffy where she was in the psych ward another reason harry potter and buffy are exactly the same yep uh, it took me a bit to research this, but uh, J.K.'s last name rhymes with bowling and not howling. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Your joke is funnier if you oh! use the... <laughs> like rolling balls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to... Well, I'll, I'll try. Um, okay, the next thing I'm going to tell you... Sure, yeah, do it. 
Is she a TERF? Um, is she a TERF? Do you know what TERF stands for, Mike? Trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Yeah. A uh, person who claims to be a feminist and an activist and also believes that trans women aren't women. Yeah. And vociferously fights their rights. Oh my. I think I saw that movie where the vociferous, where that lady's pussy had teeth in it. <laughs> Vagina dentata? No, it's called vociferous. <laughs> it's like, not vociferous. Um, what? Yeah, yes, that's correct. Great. Yes. Uh, so. Which, uh, I just, then you're probably not really feminists. Well, like, it, it, hopefully, that if you're a feminist, then most, I think most of them are, like, going to be, support trans people. But yeah, I mean, like, you can actively fight for one group and against another, you know, just because you're want equality for women doesn't mean you believe all things that are good. Well, that's true. This blows me away. Like all of turfdom is rooted in the same argument as idiots over bathroom bills. That is mm -hmm. like the gender you were assigned at birth is the only one that matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. It is stupid. Turf. Stop it. Um, so is, is Ms. Juk, uh, a uh, turf? Is JK Simmons's wife a turf? Um, <laughs> In June 2019, Phelan Fairchild wrote in a Medium article, uh, it was called, well, or was it just in there? I don't remember. It's been a long time coming, but finally we have a definitive answer. J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling is a turf. Okay. And uh, the evidence of that is all based on uh, J.K.'s, I don't... I, I Her Twitter feed and who she follows and... yes. Yeah. Although I can't say, now I don't want to say her last name, but saying JKs, that feels weird. Ms. Rowling. Jays. Anyway, yeah, it's just basically, so like the first time people suspected this was when she liked a transphobic tweet and uh, her representative, Rebecca Salt, who seems like the made up persona, you'd be like, oh no, this isn't JK, this is Rebecca Salt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Aw, Becky Salt. Be Be Becky S. Um, <laughs> said... Quote, I'm afraid J.K. Rowling had a clumsy and middle-aged moment, and this is not the first time she has favorited uh, by holding her phone incorrectly. So that's what they blamed that on. Barf. <laughs> and then... Fucking barf. I know. And then when asked why Rowling has not unliked the tweet, Rebecca Salt, Becky Salt, said... <laughs> that was such a... Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I just really like that. It seems like a fake news reporter or something okay yeah uh Rebecca Salt said it's like John Barron right what's that like Donald Trump used to call it oh yeah, yes. as John Barron yes. but like it was for sure Donald yeah, Trump yeah 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 <laughs> oh I bet yeah maybe um Rebecca Salt are you real let us know in the comments okay uh when asked why she didn't unlike it Salt said quote I think she has I think she's I think she's has just hmm sick uh, some. I think she's had other things to do. She's busy writing at the moment. Great. Like that. Yeah. It's just so like that. It's almost like the answer is worse than the thing. Like yeah. that. Anyway, so that was the first time. Then she it, like it happened a couple other times where she liked transphobic transphobic tweets. Um, and then she followed. So uh, she follows less than seven hundred people. Um, on Twitter, but one. Then she recently recently i don't know oh early, earlier this year followed an anti-trans person madeline burns um who i guess is the half daughter of bernie sanders yeah mm -hmm. 
She only took half of his first <laughs> yep. name. Yep. That's all that works, right? Um, yep. And so, that, like, so this is all based on the fact that she, who, she, uh, what she's liked and who she's followed. So yeah. she actually hasn't said anything specifically on the topic. Um, so actually, the first article I got to was a Snopes article that was like, the claim that she is a turf is not not true, or definitively a, fur, a turf is not true because, um, actually, like for me, following someone does not mean I I follow a lot of cabin Republicans. Yeah, I would I would like a tweet that came from a Nazi. Sure. Why not? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Sure, I would. No, you wouldn't. I mean, if no, I, if I was going through and I was like, "Oh, that's funny," I would hit oh. like, and not, I wouldn't look into that person's account. Oh, and, right, right, right. And make sure that they're not a Nazi before I like something. Yeah, that kind of due diligence is not going to happen. No, in no, social no. media, fucking no. But yeah, so follow to me, following someone was a little less indicative. But like, if you like several anti-trans tweets, like you, um, and. Actually, the the person that wrote the article actually pointed to, or no, even the Snopes uh, the Snopes article, who was like, no, this is like not technically true. She hasn't said anything about it. It did point out like it is kind of weird though because she's made a lot of clarifying comments, or you know, she's very opinionated on Twitter, and she's never commented about her views of trans people. Yeah. So to me, like, even it, it's less of a sure thing than I thought going into this. I just thought, yep, she's a turf. But I mean, she pro- she probably is. So do we have to stop reading her books then or talking about her books or Um, podcast over? (laughs) No, we have to talk about the truth. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't have an ending to that. I mean, it's, it, it rapidly goes into this space of like Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby of it. Like, is it okay to enjoy their art just Mm. because they're fucking terrible people? I, yeah, I'm the, the same way. And I think, um, uh, when this first came, you're a terrible person. Is that what you're laughing at? Oh, oh God. Wait, what? <laughs> you say... Never mind. Go ahead. I'm terrible? Okay. Um, I, we were talking about these terrible people, and you said, I'm like that. Oh, oh, and, oh, you know. oh. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I've never drugged a woman. I just post on Craigslist. Who wants to get Bill Cosby tonight? By the way, last night at the bar, you were fucked up. Yeah. And I was very proud of you because you came over from wandering around and you were like, is this drink mine? And when all of us at the table were like, we're not sure, you threw the drink away and went and got a new one. I was like, you're being so responsible right now. Why did I do that? That sounds like a waste. In case it was roofied. Adult. (laughs) I was just, I was really proud of you because like drunk Kyle makes bad choices, but this this time super. No, weird. that was a bad choice. <laughs> you <laughs> should always you? finish the drink you have, even if it might not be yours. Um. Uh. Oh. Oh. What? Hmm? What was I saying? Bill Cosby. Oh. Oh. Bill Cosby. Oh yeah. I Bill Cosby. Someone other. No. Um. The first time I remember this idea coming up is uh, Amy Winehouse. She mm-hmm. was like, when she was not allowed to go perform at the Grammy, she had to like perform from like home or whatever. And they put up a webcam or whatever they did for that. And it's like, you know, are you by should she be able to earn Grammys, even though she like had all the her drug and alcohol thing. And like at that point, I was like, yeah, of course, because it's not they're not rewarding her for all that shit or like you you did good singing on the yeah. music track so good for you <laughs> like here's this weird megaphone thing yeah um uh, uh so yeah i think you can yeah i think you can you have to be able to step back from the 
the person and enjoy work. I do like Kevin Spacey's acting. Goddamn. Yeah, I mean, like, we all stopped watching House of Cards when he left, so, yeah. Yeah, poor Robin Wright. I know. Is that it? Um, what, I'm going to do one more thing. Okay, I have one more thing also. Okay. So go ahead. Um, I want to read some Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah. I'm kidding. No, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, was like, I, thought I, was gonna su- I thought I was going to surprise you that he- I knew it. Oh. No, I figured that's what was up. Damn it. Sorry. Okay, so you yesterday were like, oh, I have an idea. And I was like, I bet he's going to have us read like fan fiction. Yeah. And then so I texted Dan and he confirmed, but I told him not to tell you that I knew. And I wanted you to be surprised and angry and upset, but you have no reaction. So it really wasn't you worth it. You made me lie for you and now you're outing me as being a liar? Yes. It, 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 was, Dan's, it was Dan's idea. <laughs> well, it also it also explains why you like you were, you were didn't try that hard to keep it secret from Kyle yeah. a little bit ago when we were looking at the <laughs> script. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was supposed to be way more fun in my head, but fine. Um. Just like sex. <laughs> if you're me. Okay, let's do yours. Okay, so so what we're doing, and this was actually this was actually one of the ideas floated to us by by C and and, and Javier. Oh really? Yeah. So there's a lot of slash fiction out there in the universe where you like Star Trek, there's all this like Picard and Riker boning and or like data banging wharf. there's like all kinds of shit. Slash fiction, you explain that to me once. It's not about killing. No, no, no. It's 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 a, a sexualized. It's porn using the universe of a already well known. Why is it called slash? I think that's a that's British a great term. Question. Uh, <laughs> the original slash fiction was from the original Star Trek, and it was uh, the original fan fiction that was slash fiction was. Uh. Uh. Oh my god, my brain is just uh, Captain Kirk. Morgan. It was Kirk Spock, Kirk slash Spock fan fiction. And it was like imagining Kirk and Spock as lovers. And the slash between their names became the like that turned into this is the genre slash fiction. Hmm. I always assumed slash fiction before talking to you about it was like. And then we chased Hermione through the forest with a knife and rawr. We cut her tits off. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> Getting in the mood. Okay. Shit. Um, we did cut Hermione out of this. Yeah, we fiction. did. We did. She's, she doesn't need to be here in the game slash fiction. It was too long and, and too complicated with Hermione and Pansy in it. So we cut Women. So, yeah, so, so long and complicated. So do you want to be Harry or Draco? Oh, I want to be Draco. Okay, so this is this is Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter. Uh, and Ew, wait, they're about to fuck. Are we gonna? Are we reading that? Oh yeah, like, we we're are. Gonna, oh, oh yeah, we are. The, the title of this the title of this story is Draco's first gay experience. Oh, God. And Dan's gonna be the narrator. Okay. Yeah. And the author of this, uh, to give them credit, because it was real hard to copy this, so I'm guessing they really didn't want. They were really trying really hard to protect their copyright. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. We had to go into the like, what is it called, Mike? Developer tools, F12. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. the F12 this shit. So, uh, XX Romeo Royalty XX uh, apparently wrote this, also known as Corey with two Y's, I think. Corey, change your name, it's terrible. <sighs> Sorry, Corey. Don't you mean Corey? Okay, let's do it. Okay. All right. We're at the Wizarding World, or whatever it's called. What's the school called? Hogwarts? Hogwarts. We're at Hogwarts. Mm hmm. It's evening, 
<laughs> I can feel a light breeze on the back of my neck. British people everywhere. Harry has gone for a swim naked in some pond somewhere. Wait, really? That's what leads yeah, up to yeah, this? Yeah. Okay. Um, I read the, the part before this, and Draco may have been watching him. <gasps> As Harry began to walk to the Gryffindor Tower, he bumped into Draco in the deserted hallway. Is it Draco? Draco? Draco. 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 Okay, thank you. It's like Draco. With oh, that was me. Ouch! <laughs> Draco yelled. Acting! I'm he doing placed it. a hand on his forehead as Harry and Draco's foreheads both banged together. Ugh. Sorry? Potter. I saw you last night. I have no idea what you mean! Wait, I can't do an accent this whole time. Oh. I, have no I-, I have no idea what you mean. Draco folded his arms and looked the other way. Harry smacked Draco in the- on the head with his hand. What the fuck was that for? Draco placed a hand on his head. For denying you're in love with me. Potter, we're arch enemies. People would think it's weird, and our love is completely forbidden. Wow, we're getting into it. <laughs> no, one can for- no one can forbid your love towards me. I know you love me. I saw you yesterday night. I know you aren't gay, Potter. That's why we can't date. Or fuck. You want to fuck me? Maybe. I thought you weren't gay. I've never experienced it. You mean you've never... Draco nodded, feeling embarrassed. I see. Harry nodded. Draco nodded. Well, I hope you don't have anything planned tonight. Meet me by the room of requirement at 10 tonight. I require that dick! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm ruining this. Okay. Harry smiled, moving closer to him so their bodies touched. Draco smirked and nodded. He jumped as Harry grabbed Draco's arse and squeezed it. So British. Draco arrived by the room of requirement right on time. He awaited Harry's appearance. He leaned against a wall, and as he saw Harry walking over, he smirked. Harry pushed Draco against the wall and kissed him deeply, begging for entrance. Draco, not experienced at this, pushed him away. Sorry, I got a bit carried away. So you did. Wait until we get in. Harry walked past the room a couple of times, and then it appeared. He opened the door. This room suited Harry because it has all his needs. Draco followed. He remembered being in this room ages ago. He locked the door behind him. Harry began to unbutton his shirt. It dropped onto the floor, and Draco's jaw dropped once again at Harry's smooth, tanned chest. Wow. Harry had done his zipper of his pants and dropped them, along with his boxers. Draco licked his lips at the sight of him. (laughs) Harry smiled. He only had his scarf wrapped around his neck. Oh, that's real on point. Uh, And that turned Draco on more than anything. As Harry walked towards him... I'm just... No, no, no. Leave it up. (laughs) As Harry (laughs) walked... As Harry walked toward him, Draco felt nervous. He never thought he'd be in this position. His dream was coming true, and the godly Gryffindor was walking toward him in naked form, wanting him as much as he did. Harry pressed his body against Draco's. He bit his lips lips softly and licked Draco's lips. Draco let him play with his lip. Harry felt pleased that Draco was enjoying it. Otherwise, he would have run out the room by now. Draco felt so much consent. Draco (laughs) felt shy, but allowed Harry to kiss him. Draco shut his eyes. It felt weird kissing a guy. 
but it was better than kissing that awful pansy fucking thing. <laughs> Misogyny. Draco kissed him back just as deeply. He ran his hands up Harry's smooth shoulders to his messy black hair. He moaned and ran his hands through his hair. Harry moaned into Draco's mouth and undone Draco's pants. Draco felt extra nervous that Harry was undoing his pants, so Harry just took it slowly. Smart. If Draco was horny enough, he would have been all over Harry, except he wasn't because of how nervous he actually felt. He had never done this before, of course, so he was scared he would do something wrong. Harry kissed him deeply as he undone his pants and pulled down Draco's boxers. Apparently boxer shorts are the... Um, the uniform the of, uniform of, of, of Hogwarts attendees. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably this have like new. Gryffindors on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Draco was pushed against the wall and had his legs wrapped around Harry's waist. Oh. Wow. Like, is Harry holding him up? Man. Wow. Good work, Harry. Oh. Uh... You'll like it. <laughs> God, don't say that in a sexual encounter, ever. Harry whispered, rubbing his fingers against Draco's hole. Oh, Draco gra- gasped with the feeling. Oh. <laughs> wow. It felt amazing, and it felt even more amazing when Harry slid his finger in. Oh, fuck. Leaning his head back against the wall, moaning in pleasure. As Harry slid his fingers in and out. And Harry made Draco feel not so nervous anymore. Oh my. Oh, faster, Potter. Harry smiled. Oh god. Sliding (laughs) sliding his fingers in and out in a fast motion. He kissed Draco's neck all over to add more satisfaction. Take me. Take me now. As you wish. Taking out his fingers, Harry pressed his manhood against oh. Draco's, Draco's hole. Draco shut his eyes and s- stared into Harry's green emerald ones. You might feel a bit of pain. The pain is worth it. Just take me. <laughs> Draco placed his hands on Harry's shoulders. Harry pressed his body against Draco. His penis rubbed against him a little bit. But then he slid it in. touch of the dick. Draco gasped at the searing pain. <gasps> He felt it to begin with, but then slowly the pain began to die away. Harry tried to calm Draco down by kissing his neck softly. Thank you. (laughs) Draco was smiling in pleasure, (laughs) forgetting the awful pain he felt before. Oh, (laughs) my favorite part. Oh, Merlin. Is that their way of saying, oh, Jesus? Like, yeah, I think so, yeah. Ah! Oh, Merlin! I'm going to say that in sex. <laughs> oh, my Merlin! Okay. Harry grinded... I'm reading as it was as written. written. Harry grinded his hips with Draco's and began fucking him in a faster motion. Draco screamed Harry's name in pleasure. Harry! <laughs> that was the first time Draco had heard his first name in years. From him, and it felt good. It felt like he was now noticed by him. Oh. Harry hit Draco's prostate. <laughs> well, that was a jump. <laughs> and at that, and at that, he came into him. Draco heaved a satisfied sigh and kissed Harry deeply, <laughs> moaning in his mouth. <laughs> Draco pulled away softly. Wow. Best first fucking experience ever. I'm glad you think so. 
You honestly don't know how you turned how turned on you make me feel. I think I have an idea of what I can do. Harry bent down, and Draco was ready for some more pleasure. Oh fuck. Okay. Merlin! Good Merlin, we did it! Wow, best first fucking experience ever. <laughs> In the universe of first fucks. I mean, no, well, but Clearly data point of one. Never had <laughs> data right? point of one. Yeah, every first fuck is always your best first fuck. Oh. Wow, best first fucking experience ever. This, this was gold. How did this not win an Oscar for, <laughs> for best remake? <laughs> so much of Slash, like the 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 meme or whatever, the what, what am I trying to say? The trope is that Slash fiction is written by people who are virgins, right? That, like, I th- like, <laughs> don't want to make assumptions about this person, but some of the descriptions are like, people think, oh, like, I mean, fuck, getting fucked does hurt, but like, you should, that's what, like, but then don't, but stop doing that then if it hurts. Like, yeah, yeah just like some of these descriptions, yeah, seem like, yeah. oh, Harry hit his prostate, so Harry came, and it's like, oh, it's a little bit... <laughs> I mean, that's fine if that's the order of things, but that seemed oddly... Yeah, there was a little bit that was... If this is a documentary, great. I stand by that reporting. But just <laughs> not expect it. Yeah, yeah. When, I wouldn't expect that order of operations. To, yeah. Okay, great. Is there, like, a ton of this out there? So much. I found a repository of, like, 4,500 different stories just about Harry Potter. Wow. Yeah. I feel like part of it is also like it doesn't it doesn't have to be that good because like you'll get the fantasy of like and like the story of it and so it doesn't matter if it's good it's just like the like helping you imagine something you already want to. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Should I start writing slash fiction? I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. why not? Okay. Great. Cool. That was fun. So it's now that I would like to announce we are taking requests for Mike and Kyle slash fiction. Oh, Email boy. it to gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And whether Kyle participates or not, we'll have to talk about consent, but I'll read it. <laughs> okay, good breathing. You've been trapped. I know. I guess, yeah. I you're editing it. You can cut that. <laughs> Whatever. I know, I know. I know. I know. So we're gonna accept uh, through September. Is that? Yep. Yep. And then in October we'll have an episode where we, uh, if we can convince Kyle, if oh. we get Kyle blacked out enough or something. Oh, that. Let me keep drinking this truly. Um, <laughs> okay. Wait. I we had talked about this in the past just as an idea, mm-hmm. but you I are now. Can you agree to it at the last company? Is that true? Was I blocked out then too? <laughs> um, but you two clearly have talked about this and made a decision. Like you now have oh, specific I, details. I did not know until I just said it that it was going to be happening. Oh, I, but I, like surprising. we have talked about it. We've talked about like maybe what form it would take. But like pulling the triggers seriously was just me a minute and a half ago. Oh, wow, all right, did decisive. At the last meeting say like September we would ha- ask for it in October we would maybe post it wow okay we're sort of waiting on you to not be such a pussy <laughs> you keep waiting it's gonna be a bit I, it's just I don't okay what it's fine what if you each read each other's parts would that be easier for you I'll play Kyle sure I'll play Mike sure <laughs> <laughs> well but okay in the fake clip show 
we nose blasted each other. That's true. Okay with that? <laughs> that was because it was just so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded something like this. <laughs> like yeah, that's just funny. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if there's gonna be nose blasting in anyone's submissions. Maybe now there will be. Oh, I wonder if Mary Berry's gonna be there. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? A soggy bottom. Should we take a break? Oh, yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. Break. Potter. Oh, Merlin. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Sorry, we're back. We're back. We're back. Oh. <laughs> no, you Dan just burped right when But my mic wasn't on. I know, but I heard it. You're I, right. I hear you, Dan. I see you. I hear you. You're valid. Um, we're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our... <laughs> we're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We have our shit together. Our All of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube... Uh, Facebook is all either slash KH Podcast or at KH Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And email us at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. And the Discord server is up over 100 people now. I know. I'm like so impressed. And uh, Brandon Pettigrew, who created it, uh, like also does all this like curation and replies to people and sets up AMAs and like uh, like schedules them out and like all this cool stuff. So it's also pretty. Doesn't hurt. Pretty hurts. Remember that song that Beyonce sang about how hard it was being so pretty? Oh, God. They, someone asked, someone suggested I should do an AMA, but I think that would cut into Patreon content. Maybe. Yeah. We'll do the AMA and then just for one Patreon episode, just read it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, it'll be a twofer. Um, yeah, so join the Discord. Discord. There's SF dubs and NSF dubs uh, sections, so you can get some of whatever you like. You could have whatever you like. Stacks on dicks. <laughs> Should we do our gays? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, sure. So the gayest thing about me this week, um, I think, was just you and I had dinner at the Pine Box bar up on Capitol Hill, and just the conversation we tried to have while the hot bartender was <laughs> around. Like, His... His he, he beautiful. Yeah, his body is a wonderland. <laughs> yeah, he had that kind of body that you're like, that shirt is probably a small, <laughs> and I don't need it to be off to see everything yeah. that's happening yeah. under there. He had enough like back muscles that you could just you, yeah, you knew exactly what it looked like and it would look pretty good. Yeah, but then I think he was straight. You think he was? You said gay face. He had but, a bit of gay face to me. Mm, I don't know. Is the straightest thing about me this week. Is That's my John Mayer. It's really good. I want to run through the halls of my high school. You sound like Macy Gray. I, I try to say <laughs> goodbye and I choke. I'll choke you. <laughs> Wait, who's the other one? That, You're beautiful. James Blunt. You're beautiful. It's Okay, sorry. Wait. The strangest thing about me this week uh, was... Help- I saw you Okay, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Helping somebody troubleshoot their issues with starting their car over Facebook. And being like, I would try this, or I would try that. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know enough to be able to do that over the 
Well, she posted a video of her car making that click, 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 click sound mm-hmm. that it makes when the battery has some juice but not enough juice to actually engage the starter. Oh. So I, I was working. And she was like, why can't I? It won't. It won't. I can't jump it because she had jumper cables all hooked up. So I was, I was walking her through that. And I just felt I felt I felt very, well, first mansplainy, but <laughs> I also felt pretty, pretty butch, pretty straight. Sometimes. OK, I think um, one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, Karen talks about this whenever people say mansplain. She's like, if they know more than you, sometimes it's just explaining. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in this case, you were just explaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a man, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were straight in explaining, you'd be mansplaining. Um, my straightest thing, well, is going to be uh, similar, but then an opposite. So this is kind of a twofer. So at the restaurant we were at where um, uh, Mr. Goodback worked, mm-hmm. uh, I ordered for dinner a meatball sub. You did. Which, like, I was looking at it, I was like, I can't. Like, that's messy and, like... It, but I was just like, but I want it. So mm-hmm. I did it and it was like, it just felt very non-gay thing to do yeah. of like just having this big messy food that I want and I'm going to eat it because I don't really care. And then um, uh, when you were hammered afterwards, because we hung out way longer than anticipated. Yeah. Turned, what was, was just like, hey, let's have dinner together turned into like shutting down one of the gay bars. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. You, you you may have burped on me, and I got to enjoy the meatball sub. <laughs> I burped on you near me, near me. Oh I, wow! I was like, I, I bet that's meatball sub. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just sucked a guy's dick who was Italian. Oh uh, okay, so that makes sense. That checks out. Um, are meatballs Italian? Are meatball sandwiches Italian? I, yeah. Okay, good. So I call them meat or Swedish. Thing. I looked at the Swedish meatballs. Um, okay, my. Gayest thing yeah. is, uh, I think getting a vo- I mean, vodka soda already kind of a, a gay or sorority drink, um, but I get it with lemon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know why I feel like, again, like this is part of why it's stupid. Like, why is a lemon gayer than a lime? But it just felt gayer ordering it with a lemon. I'll have a lemon, please. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think more than once when I went to the bar to order it for you, they gave, they, they put a lime in it. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, not picky. Yeah. Uh, like I'll drink whatever alcohol if I need to, so it's not that big a deal. But I would prefer lemon. But like the standard is vodka soda with lime. Yeah, so yeah. Even yeah. when you say lemon, they might not <laughs> hear it, or yeah. they think that you're lying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's too outrageous for me, a bartender, to handle. Um, but yeah, that's mostly what I drank and why I didn't be sober. <clears throat> So that's it. This has been Gage. A special thank you to Jick Rowling. <laughs> uh, and thank you to CNN and Javier for suggesting this episode. And we met up with them at Pride 48. So coming out to that and just being all around cool dudes. And thank you to Troy Savan for, I really don't Whatever know. you do, whatever it is you do, because <laughs> people seem to like it. Okay. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, thank you, Matthew Lewis's brother. Mm. Fuck my ass. Thank you, Internet, for letting us see Matthew Lewis. Great. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. You're about. a wizard, Harry. <laughs> While he's peeing. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
He gets into water sports. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. 